When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about crunch chocolate bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with crunch. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable, a Wood Elf production. This week, it's Thanksgiving. Mark reminds us of the good in the world and how each of us can expand it with the tiniest deeds. Bob discusses the light of his life, his wonderful wife, and how tiny things can calm all the strife. And Wade extols both healers and his friends, not just for their skill, but their very souls. Yes, it's time for Thank You. Now sit back and prepare to be distracted and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Distractable, the only show you'll ever need to listen to because we ensure that your day will go on and be wonderful and full of joy, guaranteed. And also, we've paid the people that filter your internet access to make sure we're the only one you actually can listen to. Yes, all thanks to our sponsors for giving us complete and total control of the internet, which is the only reason you got here. I bet you don't even remember how. You probably just came up with some excuse like, oh, I guess I must have clicked this on my my listening app. Oh, I guess I'll listen to it. <laughs> you I wonder how I got here every episode. Yeah, we wonder that too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I, hmm? I, I, no, 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 no. No. Pass. All right, pass. Well, I am your host this week, and this week we are giving thanks because it is Thanksgiving here in America. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, uh, th uh, thanks. You're welcome. All right, I gave it. Now what? Well, I mean, that's kind of the thing. You don't just give it once. You were thankful, and you're thankful for many things over your life. And I actually just today, just this very morning, had an experience where I was extremely thankful for something. But it wasn't something very big. Oh, wait, no, small talk. I forgot about small talk. Oh. I'm getting into the meaning of the episode. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks. I'm joined by Bob and Wade, who are my friends. Hello. Thank me. This one's Bob. The normal one is Bob. Mm-hmm. I'm the same I always am, so this is normal for me. That's good. No, I was. This isn't new information. I'm the normal one. Yes, we all know this. And I am very thankful that you two are here joining me on this wonderful podcast and on this wonderful day. Thanks. You got anything to be thankful for today? Uh, thanks. You? Okay, good. Okay. I'm glad that this topic has brought us to this type of Wade. It's a good Wade day. Mm -hmm. It's a really good Wade day, yeah. Uh, hey, I got out of bed just like everyone else. <laughs> well, actually, oh, okay. well, if you think about it, not everyone got out of bed today. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> well, then they're not people anymore. So, or, Did you mean they just got out of bed or they're dead? Oh, my 
God. Yeah, I thought you were saying that that people had passed today or something. Yeah, that's like, what oh, I was I saying. Guess. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. That's... Well, they're not people anymore. They're just husks. That's what I was. Oh my God. Oh, to. okay. Well, that makes sense. Sure, sure. I've lost people. All right. Anyway, I kind of want to start it over. Wait, I have a good thing. I have a good thing. Thanks. Uh huh. Give me. Let me talk about a good thing. Okay. So, All right, Bob. What's your good thing? I guess what time it is. Play the music, Will. It's time for Bob's TikTok updates. Oh, eh? oh, I'd almost Wait, forgotten about him. Is that a segment we do? Oh, we got a whole theme and everything, probably. Oh. I think that this is probably like the fifth time we've had a TikTok update, so I think it's officially a segment. It's it's a segment. It's a thing now. All right, Bob, you have the floor. Okay, so this uh, thankful is a good theme for this one because I saw this originally way, way back in the day, and I'm now seeing a conclusion. You know, sometimes things happen online, and a person is like, God, I'm going to do that. Uh, where, uh, do you tell me when the party is, and I'll be there? You know, these sort of things where it's like happenstance and on social media, someone's like, God, I wish Dwayne The Rock Johnson would come to my birthday. And then The Rock is like, you betcha. Just tell me where and when. And then like, you know, you see that and you're like, well, that's sweet, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, this one is not a celebrity, but there was a TikTok earlier this year or something. It's from quite a while ago of a an account on TikTok called North Omaha Cat Lady, which is this just this lady who's who's very funny. She starts a lot of her TikToks where she'll she'll talk about uh, like politics or, or whatever news stuff that's happening. And she'll just she starts with I'm just in here getting my fat bitch on or something like that. Like she has a catchphrase. Well, she's saw a TikTok of a person who is, I'm not 100% clear on their story, but they are a, not a heterosexual individual. They are non, non-cis and they're like queer. And I'm not going to label them because I, I don't remember and I have not researched this. But basically they were getting married to their significant other and they, their parents are not supportive of who they are in terms of their identity and sexuality. And they, it was a very sad TikTok of this person who's just like, I asked my parents, you know, I invited my parents to my, to my wedding and they are still not supportive they're not coming it's very sad and you can tell this person is very devastated and this uh north omaha cat lady responded to that original tiktok and was like tell me where i will gather all the aunties and and mamas and everyone and we will come and she just posted uh, a couple day a day ago a response now where the cat lady was like i'm about to have dinner with this person and meet them for the first time and i'm gonna walk them down the aisle and and give them away and i am now their mom oh, because wow. i love this person and their parents suck they got a shit mom and shit parents and that is not their fault it's very sweet the lady is obviously sort of tearing up and there's not a lot of specifics because i'm assuming privacy but basically omaha north omaha cat lady was like i'm doing it it's happening and i'm gonna do it and i am now this person's mom forever wow and i fucking love this person and it's just like really sweet because you see a lot of stuff i see a lot of stuff like that it seems like it never happens but this one is happening it's incredibly sweet and I think the world needs more people who are like North Omaha Cat Lady and less like the parents of the person who couldn't even attend a wedding because of backwards personal beliefs that they hold for their own child. Yeah. So it started very sad and it's very touching now. I loved watching that and hearing about it. That is a great TikTok update. I really appreciate that one. And also I'm thankful for people like that. Huh? Oh, okay. All right. Well that's, yeah, that's a point. That's a point. Well, Themed themed with the episode TikTok update. Mm -hmm. Not to try to compete with you, but I have... Uh, Will, cue the music. 
my own update, Soldier Boy update time. <laughs> oh god, no, I can't compete with that. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay. play the theme again. Woo! Uh -huh. There it is. Wow, that's a good theme. Yeah. Guess what, everyone? Soldier Boy's not happy with Elon Musk's handling of Twitter and oh. has either threatened or promised, depending on how you feel about it, to create his own social media app. Oh, uh, it's gonna be a social boy, soldier, soldier boy, social boy, social boy. <laughs> social Maybe it'll be soldier, soldier boy in Twitter. Maybe it'll just be social boy. No, you know what it needs to be called. Soldier Boy, tell him. Oh, Soldier Boy, yeah. tell him. And you, you don't post tweets or toots or whatever. You post, you tell him. Soldier Graham. Tell him. Yeah. Soldier Space. My Soldier. When you boy. retweet it, instead of retweet, you tell him again. <laughs> you say it louder. <laughs> the like button is, oh, you told him. Oh, wow. <laughs> You just you just give us some hell yes. I don't know. If you can't tell, <laughs> listeners, I don't know a single thing about Soldier Boy beyond his tech empire mm -hmm. and other exploits we've talked about. And it is truly an empire. That was a great... Yeah, he tweeted, and I quote, Wow, I can't believe this. Fuck it, I'm going to create my own app. And man, I can't wait to see what he makes. Apparently, uh, part of his career was helped by MySpace. So I guess he has had social media boost him in the past. So maybe maybe my boy. It'll be, instead of MySpace, it'll be my boy. Yeah. Soldier Space. Creating a MySpace account definitely gives you the skills to build your own social media platform. I think platform. so. I think he's prepared. And and as have been proven, is social media platforms are incredibly profitable. Oh, and yeah. definitely always will return your investment in due time. Yeah, so be prepared for the soldier boy tell him or the social boy or the soldier. <laughs> Whatever he calls it, I'm excited. And I'm thankful that we have soldier boy to give us such interesting and fun updates. And to fix all the world's problems. Yeah, that's good. All right, that's a point for Wade. He was very thankful for that. That's fair. That's a good update. All right. All right. So it's all tied up this early in the game. It's still anybody's game today. I never performed this well early. This is great. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
So today is going to be a little bit different in that it's going to be pretty much the same. We're both going to take turns, but I want to start it off with a little story that I had happened to be just this morning. So I've been starting up in hot yoga. Do you guys know what hot yoga is? Yeah, yeah it's where like everyone's topless. It's, it's where when you show up to yoga class, the guy at the door is like, mm, yeah, you're hot enough. Get in here. <laughs> he hotter knots the door. Oh, <laughs> not. Not, I not. show up and he's like, get out of here, fatty. Oh, yeah. Go do sad yoga. You got to go next door to not yoga. That's you. That's you over there. <laughs> this one's called yoga next door, but you have to go next door if you're not welcome here, you non-ten. You have to go to yoga next door and do the not yoga <laughs> class. It's not a whole... Ours is just hot yoga, but not yoga is only part of their business. Uh-huh. Very confusing. So, Did we get it right? No, actually. Surprisingly. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, hot yoga is simply what it sounds like. You're in a room doing yoga, but it's very hot. So it's about 105 degrees on oh, average, I think, is most of these. It is hot. It's like a sauna. It's a lot less hot to picture. Yeah, it's a sauna. You're in a room. It's a group class, and you're just sweating your ass off. But it's very therapeutic. I started it up recently because Pam actually introduced me to the concept many years ago, and I was like, I'll try it again. And it was very, very, very hot in the room the first time I, I went back, and it had been years since I'd done it since. This wasn't yesterday, or this wasn't today. But I went there, and I tried too hard, and I sweat so much, I started cramping up. And I walked out of the room with like a limp, because my muscles were oh, just no. like completely dehydrated. Because I tried too hard, and you're not supposed to try hard at yoga. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be relaxing, yeah. I'm good at not trying hard. This might be good for me. <laughs> I mean, it might be. I, I, I think it's very nice. But once I got done today, it was extremely hot. I was able to do the poses better, but it was much faster. Faster paced. Um, and at the end of it, like after 50 minutes, it's either uh, an hour or an hour and a half. I was laying on the ground on my mat, just drenched in sweat on the border of overheating, just being like, oh, maybe I should step out of the room. And I had my eyes closed. I was just trying to rest. It was after all the poses. And I was just like trying to deal and hold on. And then I felt like this cold thing hit my forehead. And I opened my eyes and the instructor had walked around very quietly and had been placing cool towels on people's foreheads. Oh. And I remember in that moment, I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. And I thought about it and I was like, that's kind of like the idea of hot yoga is that it's not entirely comfortable. You, you are obscenely hot, you're doing exercise and you're sweating and you're so focused on trying to stay in the moment while not focusing on the heat. And in that moment, the cool refreshing towel was the greatest gift I had received in a long time. I, I thought about it in this way, what I would have given to have that cool towel in that moment. I didn't even know I wanted it. I didn't even know it was great. And it was just given to me. And I know it's probably just standard practice for that, but I'd been to other hot yoga classes and I didn't get that at the end of it. But it was just in that moment I thought about, it, I was like, man, this is better than food. This is better than a toy. Any kind of like electronic or, or cool new gadget in this moment, I would prefer this right now. And it made me incredibly grateful and also made me incredibly self-conscious about the things that I take for granted in my life. And it made me think of like, oh my God, this is such a small token. I never would have asked for it, and yet it was given readily, probably standard procedure, but I have never been more grateful in my life for this small thing. Hmm. And I, I almost cried. Like, I literally was on the ground, breathing heavy, sweating. I almost cried right then and there, just because it was so meaningful. And I was thankful for the smallest thing I could have ever imagined. And the instructor is the one that put me through all that, that stuff, you know, like, put me through all the poses and made it, but I mean, I pushed myself. So today... 
I know it's Thanksgiving this week, and usually it's like big things that you're thankful for. But I can think of many moments in my life where I was thankful for a very small token. Not because, you know, it wasn't like a bigger thing would have meant more. It was in that moment, in a moment when I needed something, it was given to me. Not necessarily a cool towel or, you know, just like a small gesture or a pat on the back or someone just saying, you did a good job. Those small moments sometimes mean more than anything, Mm. anything, anything physical, or it could be physical, you know, like a small token or something, but those tiny things that you're thankful for that just put everything into perspective, you know, kind of like, not, not quite like this, but you know, the, what is it called? The overview effect when astronauts go into space and they see the world and they like, it puts everything in perspective for you. Mm. I want to hear stories of either that or tiny things that you have been incredibly thankful for or moments when you've been given something and it's really moved you or touched you. And it's very, very special way that's what i want i like that thanks (laughs) did that touch you in a very special way wade oh yeah (laughs) Uh, well i'm glad you made a laugh because i i literally couldn't get this out of my head that was a very nice uh like opening Mm. and i am excited to talk about this but also a specific phrase you said triggered a thing in my head you were like i went to this hot yoga this class and and it was like a new place or whatever and it was faster paced it was like fast yoga and in my brain i just imagine at the front of hot yoga there's a guy on a podium and he's like an auction an auctioneer guy (laughs) and and they're like all right begin hot yoga and he's like all right that's sun salutation like weird fucking and rotate yeah, yeah. and downward dog standing shavasana no it kind of was like that i <laughs> usually it's like all right now breathe fold forward mm-hmm. hold that stretch all right rise up to like half fold it was it was literally like this all right fold over half stretch go down flow into downward dog all right warrior two reverse it it was that fast and oh i mean god it's not like like breakneck speed but for the yoga i was doing it it was, it was fast yeah i mean i'm sure that's probably there's lots of varieties of yoga and that's probably not unusual but all the yoga i've ever experienced is the first one you did mm-hmm. just imagine a bunch of people all trying to play like just dance right there all right now so, now warrior two and now lean <laughs> and and then people are like yeah. oh shit is that left ah no Ugh. <laughs> Legitimately, like that was it. Remember what all the things are. Best I can relate when they're like, "All right, put on this gown, cough, bend over this table." That's di- that's different. And they charge you for a full medical visit. That's not yoga. Oh, I, I, that that's not yoga. Different entirely. Yeah. Well, I still said thanks afterwards, so maybe it counts. Are you are you making that your story? Thanks. <laughs> I've got a, I mean, this is tough to make longer stories out of if they're the smaller not, things. There's so many stories. small things. It's that... not longer stories. Why do you think it needs to be longer stories? Well, okay, one of the most recent instances. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you jumping the gun here? Yes. You forget how this works? Yes. I want titles. Thanks. I want compelling names. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's like five people listening to this home, like, oh, oh, the titles are back. Oh, I'm so thankful for this. <laughs> so you're really making someone's day. I feel weird titling uh, like a bunch of little small ones, but sure. Uh, this one will be, you're not dying today. What do you mean you feel bad? That's a great one. <laughs> that's so good. Well, it's, uh, it's a very big title for a story that's about as long as the title. All right, cool. Bye. I, I think we're in the same boat, Wade. Don't worry. My All right, good. first title is going to be, and that's why you're the love of my life. Oh, oh, that's so sweet. 
I, you know, was sweet. I wasn't going to think anything could beat you're not dying today, but I really, oh man, Bob, I want to hear your story. Bob, you get the point. You get the point, Bob. What? A point? We haven't even Suck told that, yet. idiot. <laughs> All right. Thanks. I mean, sorry, sorry, sorry. Wrong, wrong vibe. Sorry. Yeah. Well, no, don't worry, Wade, because I, I think, unless I think of something else, I'm with you on the not so long on the stories. And this one is really, it's not so much a specific instance, but, and you may have guessed about whom it is about me it could be could be but it's not okay uh this one this one is uh, is about mandy the moment that you're describing mark that moment of like perspective and feeling things back and getting perspective on stuff and how it changes you instantly and like lightens everything it always makes me feel lighter like it lifts something off of me and i hopefully have other stories but the main way that i experienced that is that mandy will who's my wife for new listeners what do you what have you been doing with your life you're married just wait till i tell you the next thing <laughs> oh, oh my god but yeah mandy mandy will do this i don't know why but i'm the kind of person where my i guess what my love language is like acts of devotion i don't know the that's a book and i don't know the language of the book but my love language is about doing things for the people that i really care about as much as i can and so a lot of my relationship with mandy for myself internally i'm trying to think about and i'm not very despite the fact that we've been together for a decade as of four days ago i'm not very good at it sometimes i struggle to relate to like what Mandy's dealing with, where she is mentally and what might help her or what, you know, what would be the really good thing to do. And so I spend a lot of effort sometimes like doing stuff that's like nice, but it's not something that she's worried about or maybe it doesn't help her with what she's dealing with. But I spend, I, I honestly spend a lot of time like thinking about what I should be doing and then kind of feeling bad if I miss the mark or if I feel like I, I wish I could help more or do something more meaningful. Uh-huh. And I get up in my own head a lot because I feel like I I feel almost guilty of like, God, I, there's got to be more. There's got to be something I can do. And it, anyone who's been in any sort of relationship, romantic or otherwise, probably understands that sometimes there's just not anything you can do to help. Sometimes a person just needs you to like sit there and listen to them or be next to them, give them a hug. They just need you to like be there. And I'm not good at that because I'm constantly wanting to do something, bring, you know, get them a snack or whatever. And so I'm all, I get up in my head about this a lot. And so Mandy will sometimes just do like, it depends on where I am, but sometimes she'll just do something really simple. We'll be sitting, you know, working, hanging out, whatever. And she'll go and get herself a drink, something, something from the kitchen. She'll bring me back something that she knows I like, you know, she'll just get me a soda or get me chips or something. Totally small, not not like some significant action. But if I'm in that bad space where I'm like feeling guilty or if I'm dealing with other stuff, stress or whatever, and she just brings me like an unsolicited little snack or whatever, a little treat of some sort, I get that rush, that, that thing that I think you're trying to, you're talking about, Mark, where it's like, she'll hand me a soda and I'll look at it and my eyes will well up and my whole perspective on whatever is happening inside of my head changes. Yeah. And I get that feeling of like, that is so sweet. There is nothing in this moment that I could have wanted more than this to break me out of my 
bad thought process or whatever's going on. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a small thing. It's not even a gesture. She did it because she was in the kitchen and saw it and was like, oh, I'll get him a drink. Yeah. But it has that effect of like, it lightens everything. It makes me realize that whatever I was thinking about feeling internally is not so bad or not so dire or important. And it makes me, you know, not because it's a snack, but because of the gesture, it it has that effect of making me really tear up and just feel like so grateful that I didn't even know I wanted this. I didn't say a word, but because Mandy thought about me or thought, you know, maybe I would need this and she knows me, that rush of gratefulness and perspective I get from Mandy on a consistent basis. And it's like a big way that she can impact she does impact my life really positively and there are certainly other people that have a similar sort of effect but something about our relationship and i guess this is a good sign we have a healthy you know bond and we're we're basically best friends and and we're married and partners something about that gives her the power to just like fix my entire life at least for the moment or in the moment with something so small as like here's a here's a little bag of chips or a can of soda or something here's enjoy this and as i like drink or eat or whatever play with whatever it is it fixes the whole world and it might not fix it forever but that feeling is overwhelming yeah and it's you know i i feel like it's hard to describe the full extent of how positive it is but i feel like i also really need that and i think people in general really need that but it's hard to get perspective sometimes especially if you have like toxic people around you or you know whatever whatever your situation is so i i guess i'm thankful for mandy and i hope that more people in the world find at least someone if not as many people as they can that can do that for them because i can't i don't know what it is it's never a big thing it's not big gestures or anything it's the smallest things that can do that and it will dramatically change how i see everything whatever problems or stress i'm dealing with i'm super thankful for mandy and for that power that she has to do that to me for me whatever that's very sweet that's really cool and I'm going to boil that entire beautiful story down to some points and I'm going to render its worth as thankfulness <laughs> in a numerical <laughs> value. <laughs> it's incredibly as long as it's more points than Wade gets. That's all the reason I brought it up. We'll see. We'll see. Eh? Okay. All right, Wade, what have you got? All right. Well, I've got some Molly things to save. I was going to save that for later. So I'll go with the story I was telling. Okay. I, I talked about everything that Keters went through recently. Maybe it was last episode. I can't remember. Everything's kind of been a blur. But I've got to reiterate how thankful Molly and I both were that the vet, all the technicians basically shut down their clinic and they gave us a room for two hours that we sat there basically mourning, waiting for Keters to pass. But the vet never gave up. I don't know how often that kind of thing happens, but I imagine it's somewhat commonplace for a vet to either put animals down or for things to go wrong and to lose patients, pets, whatever. But for them to, you know, sit there manually pumping oxygen for 30 minutes before we arrived, another 10 to 15 after we arrived, for her to be making calls for two hours trying to find anything and everything she could for some hope of bringing him back, there's just a level of gratitude there for that amount of caring 
because she kept trying to the point where Molly and I were about to literally say, if you need to humanely put him down, go for it. We don't think he's coming back. We don't, I mean, you know, we don't, we're not medical people. We don't know. So whenever they told us that he had probably didn't have any brain activity, he wasn't showing any signs. It was just his heart and lungs that were still going. It was a miserable two hours that we had him an hour and 45 minutes in that room. But the thought of her being outside and not just being like, you know, probably those intrusive thoughts of like, all right, well, they've been in this room for a while. We've got other stuff to do today, but like none of that seemed to have happened. She was out there just making calls, doing research, trying to find something maybe she didn't know to try. And that's, that's on my mind, obviously, because it's still a very recent event. But in a time where there's so many people, especially on social media, that seems so short-tempered and angry, there's so much just anger in the world, it feels like. People are just always screaming at each other. There's no communication. There's just It's easy to feel despair and like humanity's lost. But when you see someone who truly cares and they put their heart and their soul into trying to make someone else's day better to save their pet's life to do what like whether you know whatever the fault was whatever caused keaters to go through what he went through whether it was a fault of the clinic whatever it's irrelevant to me people are like oh you should sue all they did it's like i don't want to i'm just glad i have my cat and that the vet did everything she could and things even she didn't know to do because she was calling around getting other people's advice and opinions and thoughts and, you know, he's upstairs sitting on the couch, cuddling our dogs, napping. Whereas if she had cared just a little bit less or hadn't put that extra bit of effort in, we would have lost him. And we still have our little man uh, because she did care. I don't know the last time that I was impacted that strongly and felt that grateful to somebody. I had no anger at all with them with everything because it was just we were at the point of giving up and she walked in with the cure in her hands and... I don't know. I, I cannot remember the last time that Molly and I were that thankful, that feeling of just from going from rock bottom to like that elation of he's going to be okay was so such a severe swing. I don't know. It's one of the strongest emotional swings I've ever had in my life. And even though I've talked about it before, I figured I wanted to bring it up again and just thank for the off chance that that vet clinic listens, just how thankful we are that they didn't give up whenever even we were at the point of giving up. Yeah, that's beautiful. I, I think it all boils down to like people caring. Yeah. And um, that's kind of like the human experience that people miss out on a lot. It's the old saying of you don't know what someone's going through at any given moment. You look around in a crowd and, you know, someone could having be having the worst day of their life and they would never show it outwardly. Um, and that's why, like, even from big gestures to like not giving up, which is caring to small gestures of just being like giving a compliment to a stranger, you know, sometimes that can just make their entire day, can turn their entire life around. And you just don't know. You you have no idea uh, how much you can impact someone else around you, even a total stranger. From, from the love of your life to total strangers, there's always something you can do to show other people that there is still some good out there and like uh, give them what they need, even if they didn't even need it. So, Oh boy, I'm running your thankfulness through my calculation machine. My thank trometer, <laughs> 29,000. Heck yeah. I'm really crunching up the thanks here. Uh, a lot of data to get through. All right, I've allocated the points. Nice points. Good thanks. points. You're welcome. All right, well, that was a great first round. You guys said it wasn't going to be long stories, but uh, those those were very impactful and very sweet. Really had to draw it out to compete with Bob. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I could tell you really you really hammed it up there. Like, come on, let's, 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 be, let's bring it down a little bit. Um, no. 
All right, that was a great first round. I feel bad, but can I inject something in between all of the mushy crap real quick? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I um. So uh, this is circling back to, but not a TikTok update. This is more of a follow-up. Uh, last time I did a TikTok update, I talked about the TikToks of the guy in a public space farting near other people and getting laughs and stuff. It's yeah, like yeah. a really good form of comedy. Mm-hmm. Apparently, because we talked about that, that person's uh, followers uh, messaged him a bunch and was like, Distractable talked about you. They talked about you. And he emailed me and was like, I can't believe you guys talked about me on the podcast. That's really crazy. And apparently he was just grateful. And I felt bad because I didn't say his name in the episode. I was just like, I forget. Okay. And didn't look it up. Uh, the channel, the TikTok account I was mentioning was called Humor Bagel. He has a YouTube as well as a TikTok. And you should absolutely check it out if you were looking and trying to find it. Humor Bagel is the fart guy. I'm shocked that people found it and you never said the name. I think it actually cropped up on my For You page just recently. And I, I remember I was laughing at it. At first I was like, ah, oh, it's just a fart machine. But just like the, the levels that he went to. Was he the guy that went to all the porta potties and was like shaking the doors like, oh God, oh God. I don't remember what is his and isn't because there are a lot of channels that steal his stuff and then also do their own versions of it. Uh, but yes, he escalates the fart to a lot of uh, situations. <laughs> I love the sentence, he escalates the fart. <laughs> it, it escalates, man. I hope that was him and not a copycat because I would feel very bad if I'm talking about something like, oh yeah, that definitely won. I don't know if the specific guy gets credit for recording farts on video as you know the first time, but... Humor Bagel is the one I was talking about because I looked it up and he's the guy that I see most frequently who's doing No, it's the, it's the same guy. Okay, I'm thinking of the same guy. Okay, yeah. perfect. Okay, good. good. Woo, we're all safe, everybody. Yeah, no, I just Humor remember. Humor Bagel. Just him, up. him running over to the porta potties as the people are walking by. Just, oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> I don't know what kind of fart machine he has, but it's incredible. <laughs> it's got some good ones. And uh, my, I don't know if this was uh, had happened yet on the last time we talked about this, but my current favorite is he walks across a path he cuts across in front of people and there's a huge puddle pothole and he just goes oh watch out for that puddle as he like addresses the group and then he jumps over it and while he's jumping the puddle and everyone in the group is looking at him Mm -hmm. he rips a juicy one that's good that's yeah i remember that one yeah no i'm thankful for you humor bagel i'm glad to think that there's still some good that can come out of us just talking about things we like because there's so many occurrences like that where people would just like you know copy and whatever but just like sharing something you like is is kind of this experience that i i really do like about recent trends in and say tiktok or youtube and stuff it's not that it never happened before but it's uh, so many times when you know amy will just send me a funny meme or a, a tiktok and you'll kind of like we kind of comb through mm-hmm. tiktok sometimes and we like things and then we're like i got a new bash for you and amy will roll her eyes and be like how many loud ones are there and i'm like there's only there's only a few loud ones but they're funny <laughs> loud ones yeah i show her one loud one so long ago and she's just like oh, all you like are the loud ones i'm like no no it's not true (laughs) all right second round coming up if you guys haven't thought of it already start your brains turning towards the next thing that you can be thankful for i will buy you some time because i'm thankful for the opportunity to tell my mom's story in the the documentary that I made for her. Um, because not only was it a good opportunity to like transform my mom's story into a visual medium, which people could really enjoy and, you know, test my skill and, and make a cool documentary and all that. It really also just allowed me to boil down and get out some really, really interesting stories from my family and talk to them and get to know them and what they're thankful for. Because it was, uh, there's a similar holiday to Thanksgiving called Chusok, 
which is basically Korean Thanksgiving, where they gather around, eat a lot of food, and you know try to remember their ancestors, honor their family, and gather with friends and stuff like that. It's it's a big deal, big big deal in Korea. Uh, probably a bigger deal than Thanksgiving is in America, which I know is hard to say, but it's like it's huge over there. And so it is just an entire experience where I was able to be thankful. And my mom, you know, when she watched the documentary, she just like really truly thanked me for making it. And I'm just like. <laughs> All the all the sleepless nights of working on that thing and the various other parts of filming that led up to it just was like instantly all the stress of that just like melted away because it was like any time like that little thank you made it all worth it. Just being grateful for it is is all that really matters. Yeah. Well, and this this is coming from kind of a place of ignorance. I am not educated about Korean culture or any other like Asian culture, but I get the sense from mainly from pop culture but you know from generally what i've seen in media and stuff that the i know the holiday you just described sounds like exactly what i'm i'm thinking about but i know that this is kind of a a characteristic of other asian countries like cultural things is honoring your ancestors and being like mindful about that mm -hmm. i think that's really interesting i know that in america we we do not have like you know the same history that much older nations have in the, around the world but i i do wish that there was more of a sense of like really having some celebration around which we could honor family or focus more on like our ancestry and our family and and where where we've come from it's definitely not a thing i ever considered when i was younger but as i'm you know getting ready to have my own kid and getting older in general i wish that i knew more about my extended family and more about sort of you know how we started where we came from where we immigrated from and whatever i know a little bit but i think that that's a really for me it seems like that would be really meaningful to have more connection to that and not that we don't i'm sure a lot of american families especially if you have ties to your your family back through the immigration process to you know there's a lot of heritage pride and like certain nationalities and stuff but i feel like it's not a thing nationally where americans spend a lot of time talking about and honoring you know ancestry necessarily and maybe that's just my experience but i wish i had more of that very yeah, interesting yeah. that that holiday sounds much more enjoyable and like a like a worthwhile time than a lot of american holidays do to me mm. not that i don't love a good fourth of july or thanksgiving or whatever but i kind of i guess i'm jealous is what i'm saying yeah I mean, I, I get that. A lot of times, you know, uh, American Thanksgiving, growing up, especially all I knew of Thanksgiving was like, oh, the pilgrims were grateful. And that was it. It didn't have any like family ties to it. Right. There was a, you know, family traditions where you gather around the dinner table and you say, what are we thankful for? But it was always that kind of forced thing where you're like, uh, I'm thankful for this food. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I'm thankful for, you know, my football team winning, you know, kind of like this. Yeah. You didn't want to get mushy and be a nerd. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, right? No, it's it, it, it is very, very cool. Um, and I'm sure there's people in Korea, like uh, native Koreans that are like, ah, I don't really care about Chuseok. But, you know, I think I think as a whole, it really does kind of put things in perspective and make you think. And that is important. Yeah, I will give you one point, Bob, but just one, because that was a good uh, interlude and good. I like that. And I also have my story ready. Uh, I'm ready. If you're ready, Wade. Okay. Okay, what's your you title? Want me to guys? tell my title first? Yeah, title's up. Uh my uh my title is Huh? What? Me? Mm hmm Okay. All right. Wait. The people. 
Oh, God. <laughs> uh, you know, Bob, I'm sorry. Uh, I got this sounds so ominous. I'm just curious how this turns around to thank, to, you know, thanking someone. <laughs> no, I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of with you. All right, wait, you get the uh, title point. Wing. Excellent. It was total clickbait. <laughs> you oh, got fell for it. No. <laughs> I can deduct because points if your story truth, <laughs> Well, the, the title's true. Just the tone of voice was total clickbait. Okay, all right. it worked. All right, fair enough. I, I guess I got to start kind of echoing what Bob had to say about Mandy. Think like literally everything Molly does. I wrote out a list of things I wanted to talk about for this. I cannot express how much literally everything she does has helped me get through the last decades. All the ups, the downs, the in-betweens. She has just always been so steady and everything I would normally be stressing about I don't have to because she's either doing it or helping with it or there to listen to me whine about it. I I'm not going to go into as, as in-depth as Bob digs. I feel like it's a very similar story, but I cannot help but say that I could not do what I do. And I probably wouldn't have gotten a lot through a lot of the things that have happened in the last 10 years if it weren't for Molly. All those little things add up to something much, much larger. But the next thing I want to echo is you two. God, it, it, it all boils down to you guys and drunk Minecraft and inviting me to join. I've known of you, Mark. We've talked, we'd whatever we associated prior to, you know, college. We'd probably had a couple of classes together, junior high, whatever. We did a uh, relay for life the American Cancer Society, but we were in different groups in college. I came to a couple of your streams. We talked at uh, our friend Dan's party about YouTube and whatnot. But to say that you and I were close friends prior to doing, you know, drunk Minecraft and YouTube and whatnot would be an exaggeration. We really didn't know each other all that well. And you guys and all the people you knew or just doing YouTube, but deciding to invite me to that set my life on such a different path than I was on. I'm pretty good at compartmentalizing, but 2012, I was at my lowest I've been in my life. Losing my ex, losing my passion for wanting to be an attorney or a judge, being back home in my mom's basement, uh, working at a gas station. Just, I was at the lowest of lows in every way possible. My social life, my love life, my career, everything hit bottom at once. And that simple gesture of you guys inviting me to drink a Long Island with you while we played Minecraft, which is a game I didn't even know that well. That small gesture just, it completely changed the course of my life. It led to me meeting Molly very shortly thereafter. It led to us getting to go on tour together, to doing this podcast, all the videos with, you know, Sean, etc. Just all the different things that have happened. And it was all thanks to you guys being like, yeah, I guess let's invite that Wade guy. Because I don't even think Bob and I had met prior to that. I don't think so. I think we literally met online in Minecraft. We met meeting that, that, that episode one, I think was the first time you and I interacted at all. Was it and really? I, I think so. I, I swear, Bob, you were over at a party. Maybe, maybe Wade, you I might have been at Faxton's once or mm -hmm. something. Maybe. Before, but I don't think I met or in any way really interacted with Wade. No. I guess, Wade, you weren't really over at Faxton's too much. Huh. No, because um, wow. I think that... We went over there once or twice for like parties when I was with my ex, but no, uh, probably around the time that you guys were hanging out a bunch was either toward the end of our, my relationship at that time or something else, but that's what I mean. I, I felt like I had very little business being there for that recording, even the very first one, and I battled for a long time with imposter syndrome, I still do to some extent, but you two were roommates and you got to know each other, got to be friends that way, and being there, 
I just didn't know that I really belonged. I didn't know that I was a good enough friend of either one of you to warrant the kindness and the hilarity that we got to share. And I don't know if I've ever truly expressed how grateful I am that you guys gave me a chance to come drink with you and play Minecraft and then continue along the way. I wouldn't have even had a computer to do that with if Mark hadn't helped me literally buy and build my computer that all I wanted it to be able to do was play Diablo 3. I don't know if you remember that way back then. Yeah, I do. That trip to Micro Center, I do remember it. Yeah. I think, it wasn't Tyler with us, too? Uh, it was just you and I that time, I believe. Huh. But I, I've got a shit memory, so he might <laughs> be able to tell me more honestly. But yeah. no, I don't know where my life was heading, but I was in the biggest divot I've ever been in in my life in every facet. And I wouldn't have done anything drastic, but I also don't know how I would have righted it without you two. And I don't know if I've truly expressed how grateful I am that literally that one decision to let me join you for drunk minecraft reshaped my life gave me one led me to my wife and happiness and joy i never even knew existed i never thought i would enjoy my job i was dedicated to getting something that i thought would pay well that i'd be good at and just accepting it and that decision to let me join you completely changed everything so thank you wow you are the people oh we're the people okay well thank you very much as well i don't want to take up any time thanking back um you know because i am very grateful that you guys believed that this crazy idea was even worth your time but i guess at the end of the day it was just like an, an opportunity to play games with people you like and it's very special so i'm gonna put your thankful story in the thankotron please do <laughs> let me judge this for how, hmm, how sincere were you i don't think while, uh, while mark computes i do want to say i think you're i think you're uh recoloring a lot of the early minecraft experience i'm sure it was fun for you but from the era of shut up wade being the main thing that you were known for and oh, exposed yeah. to oh no <laughs> uh, and you describing it as sharing a lot of good times and fun i hope it was fun everyone else also... has always been more offended for me than me for you guys, I mean, sure, you busted my balls a little hard a couple of times, but, like, I've always been a person that gives shit, gets shit, and I typically tried my best to get under Mark's skin. My my goal in the early episodes was somehow piss Mark off to the point where he would explode in rage because I found that shit hilarious on rewatch. <laughs> so I earned a lot of my spankings, but, like, the, the, the bad part for me wasn't ever what you guys really did. It was, like, you know, sometimes you went a little far, sure, but sometimes I also poked you guys a little hard. It was the fan experience of fans, like, meeting him for the first I mean, like, shut up, wait, like, you know, that part of people taking it out of context and doing it that way. That happened for a long time after we sort of stopped doing yeah. that so extremely, but... And, you know, there's still the occasional one out of the woodwork that'll be like, shut up, wait, it's like, man, that's a reference. Yeah. But for you guys, I mean, that didn't matter. I enjoyed what we did. I had fun with it. I enjoyed prodding. You poked back. Sometimes we all overstepped. That's friendship. The difference was our friendship was in the public eye, and I guess still is. But the crux of it was I had a place where I belonged, and I was enjoying things. I met Molly, and my life was writing. So despite bumps along the way, all of that was a million times better than where I was back in March of 2012, I guess. Mm, well, I appreciate for it. For all the bumps, it's still very meaningful. And I've calculated your points and allocated them accordingly. Oh, God, I hope it's at least one. <laughs> it's more than one, I can tell yes! you that. That's yes. a new Wade record! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bob. Uh, if you're ready, I forget the name I, of your title. Uh, what, me? Yeah. I, I will say I, uh, I I thought Wade was going to talk more specifically about Molly, so there may be some overlap, but I do think that I have a different 
uh, uh, take on this. Okay. Uh, my my story called "Oh, what me really?" Uh, it basically in reference to uh, what what we was talking about in reference to the stuff we've gotten to do. But I find that it it feels like luck. Obviously, it's not all luck. There's a lot of stuff that you made happen and we as a group made happen or, you know, worked on and, and did and accomplished our, as a group or on our own. But I have, I, I, I always find this funny. There's a lot of stuff in my life I've gotten to do that was purely because I entertain people, I guess, and we have a good group dynamic and the biggest example of this uh, is the tour for me but it's definitely not exclusively the tour and and i guess I, I was trying to think of times in my life where that feeling you were describing at the in the opening was sort of captured for me and and it it always sticks out for me that obviously doing the tour was incredibly cool that people were willing to buy tickets and come out and support it and make it possible was um like unbelievable and super awesome and that we got to a place where we had a show that I think we all liked and I think was legitimately fun and entertaining to a variety of people. One of the big things we got on the show that, that seemed weird is the kids, not kids, but you know, the fans, some of them younger, some of them older, seem to like it. But they enjoy us. Like we could have stood on stage and probably just done what we do now with the podcast, but just stood there awkwardly and talked to each other, do our normal shenanigans, and they may have still enjoyed that. And I feel like we ended up putting on a really good show. And it, what makes me feel confident in that is that we had so many reviews from people people who were like, I'm a parent. I went to the show because my kid wanted to go and they're not old enough to go alone. I don't know who these guys are, but it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all like we got a, a good number of those reviews. And then those are just the reviews people felt they need to post. Right. So we don't know how everyone who saw it felt. But if that's representative, then even the parents who were like, oh, yeah, I'll take it to this stupid YouTube show. Jeez. Even they enjoyed it, at least some of the time. And that's incredible. And all of these things combined to really like any time I think about that, the experiences of the tours, the legs of the tour that we did, I get that same rush of the gratefulness thing. I get that moment of like clarity and gratefulness. Because what we do is hard to say that that it's like a too hard of a job. You know, we're not exactly digging ditches or risking our lives with what we do or whatever else. You know, there's a lot of jobs that are very stressful and bad for your health. But the, the side of it that can be tough is keeping perspective. Remembering that for every negative comment, for every person who thinks whatever idea that I had was stupid or that I'm just a fat guy who laughs at everything and I'm not very funny, I'm overrated, whatever. All that stuff comes up online. It's hard to keep the perspective of like, those don't represent everyone's views. That that's, that's a, you know, some amount of people are not going to like what we do and that's perfectly fine. Some of them are going to express it in nice or really mean ways. But the tour, anytime I think about it, even if I think about like the way the crew was, we had such a good crew. And every time we got to a venue and I saw like a, a dressing room with my name on it, I had that feeling of like, oh, they put my name on this room. It's just for me. It's stupid because it's their job. That's part of how the show works. It's like a normal thing. It made me feel that feeling of gratefulness and perspective because it was like, well, I don't, I don't feel like I deserve this, but we're, you know, we're doing this. Everyone on the show 
is taking such great care of us. We were the talent. We were on stage, so we had to do our thing. But I feel like almost everyone who was on the tour with us, except for you, Mark, you worked as hard as the crew did. But like everyone but me on the tour worked so hard. The crew worked before we woke up until after we were already on the bus screwing around. Like, they all worked incredibly hard, but they treated us like we were the most, you know, important. And all of these things combine in my mind to give me that that rush of, like, grateful perspective whenever I think about it. I think about a specific venue, I think about a specific show, and a lot of other stuff we've gotten to do. I think about the times we've done panels at conventions or the times where, like, even just recently when we got together in L.A. And it was, you know, we were just basically getting together to do the podcast and promote it together but we got to stream in the corridor studio which is incredibly cool and we got to you know just hang out all of this stuff it's easy to get bogged down in all of the negative comments and social media stuff and feel like I'm not as funny as I think I am and I, I my ideas aren't as good as I think they are it's easy to get bogged down in that but all the insane things and support from people, fans and otherwise crew people and, and people that we work with and help us, you know, plan and accomplish things. It gives me that same feeling. And it's what keeps me invested in, you know, this, I guess, because I really, my goal was never and is still not to be like a celebrity. I don't know if I could hang in the world of acting and being a celebrity. I, I see what you have to deal with, Mark, in, in being famous and, and, you know, everything that comes with that, that stresses me out. That sounds crazy. But the joys and unbelievable things and moments we've gotten to experience together are the part that washes away all of the negativity and stress and concern about doubting myself and doubting, you know, whatever we're doing, this or the show or other things we've done together. And I'm really grateful for anyone who's ever said a nice thing on the subreddit or on social media. I'm really grateful for you guys for always going along, even when, you know, we're trying to do something and I'm like, I have an idea. Stay with me. <laughs> pants. And you're just like, yeah, pants. All right. <laughs> Let's do this. You know, like yeah. all of these moments combined to make it so much more of a positive experience doing YouTube and this podcast and all the things we've done than, than the negativity. And that's like, that's the saving grace because I've seen a lot of people in similar positions doing YouTube or otherwise who get absolutely dragged down and destroyed by the negativity because it's a lot. Depending on who you are as a person, it can be unbearable in terms of your mental well-being, your mental health and everything. So it's sort of a general gratefulness, but you guys, anyone who's ever supported us, bought anything, gone to a show, seen our live streams, whatever. It may not seem like it, but you impact my life like on a daily basis because the positivity that you've given us or me individually is the only thing that washes away the rest of it that can be very stressful and challenging. Can I addendum here to add a story about a fan experience that sticks out to me? Sure. Sure. We did a, man, it's been so long now. We did a signing after a panel at one of the PAXs, I think, back in like 2014, 2015, somewhere in that range. And there was a girl who came up, and I think she was a fan of all of us, but she seemed particularly like interested in talking to me about like my content, which wasn't always the case. It's fine. People are allowed to be bigger fans of like you or uh, Mark or Sean or whoever, and it never really bothers me. But it is cool whenever you have like the person who's just like a big fan of what you do and they talk about like your videos, specifically like solo content. It's just a cool feeling. And uh, she was talking to me about some of my stuff and she asked if I would sign something for her. I was like, yeah, sure, of course. That's what we're here for. And she like rolled up her sleeves and she just had scars all over her arms. 
and I, I kind of like hesitated. I looked up at her and she said that she used to self-harm and she was having a really hard time not doing it. But watching my content had helped her not for a while. And she was still battling those feelings. And she asked if I could sign her wrist. And she said she was going to get that tattooed. And when she looked down, she would, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't do it again because she'd see my name and be reminded. And I, you know, that was one of the first times anyone had ever offered or threatened to tattoo something that we'd done on their body to me. And I was like, uh, sure, I'll sign it. But not really believing that she'd follow through and get it tattooed. Because who in their right mind would want my signature tattooed on their arm? What a weird thing. Like, I'm not important enough to be tattooed on someone's body in my mind. But I signed it and... You know, hugged her, took a photo, whatever, she left. And it was like two years later, we were doing another uh, signing. And I think it was like a longer one. We were doing a long signing. And I remember we were getting close to the end. I think we were all tired, lost our voices a little bit. And I remember looking up, like, to see who was walking up to the thing next. And I just, I made eye contact. And it was her. And after, like, making eye contact, like, the memory of that signing came back to me. I was like, oh my god, I remember her. She's... I've met her before and she's the one that had me sign her wrist. And as she walked up, her eyes were welling and she pulled up her sleeve and there was my name on her wrist. And I started crying, like my eyes started watering. I got up and I just gave her a hug and she just said, thank you, like between the tears. And she said she hadn't harmed since I'd signed her wrist. That was the last time she had done it was before that. And people tell us all the time how we impact and change their lives with what we do. But I think from our perspective, a lot of what we do seems like less important than that. Like we sit here and we just bullshit with each other because we're friends or we play video games and laugh and scream at each other. But for a lot of people, that distraction means so much. And that was the first time or one of the first times it really hit me how much we impact people's lives. And that impacted me. The fan experience has always impacted me, but that one specifically, it's like, because I made a dumb joke, or you guys ragged on me about my supermodel ex-girlfriend, international model, it was just two dates, <clears throat> but <laughs> I, I will never forget her, or that, that exchange of look we had, and that moment of recognition, and her just showing me that signature, and how much that apparently had changed her life. And I, I don't know that the general fan th understands how much that, that impacts us too, knowing that we've made a difference in their lives. It really gives weight to the dumb shit that we do and makes it feel a lot more important than what it otherwise would be of just guys hanging out, having a good time. Mm. Well, thank you for that. That's very meaningful. You know, we haven't gotten around to too many individual stories, but you guys really, <laughs> suddenly it's an hour here listening to this and I could faff on for ages about how grateful I am to you guys and the people that gave us a chance but I think you guys said it better than I ever could. So I will. Thanks. <laughs> so I will just do my due diligence and act as judge. But I want to say before I render the judgment, uh, I just want to say like you guys both are like incredibly sweet, talented people. I am grateful to be here 10 years later after starting uh, my channel and you guys starting your channels and us working together. Um, and we're still here. Like we're still here talking and we're still here having fun, sharing memories. And there are still more memories to be made. And I think that's just a wonderful thing. And I'm lucky. There really is no way to compare the the stories you, you say in a quantifiable, like which one was a better thank you than the other. So I'm only going to render judgment based on the, the, the criteria at the beginning, because wait, you like had tons of good stories. Bobby had tons of good stories. And the criteria at the beginning was like the small thing to give thanks for these tiny moments to send that chill down your spine and just sheerly by that metric, not saying anything about the quality of the thanks that you guys have. I believe Bob had two small things that jumped out to me, which was the snack being brought and the name tag on the door. <laughs> Only two small things, Bob. Take the L. <laughs> 
Uh-huh. Uh, right. So Hit me, baby. therefore, therefore, I am awarding the win to Bob. Wait, what? How many did I have? <laughs> you had I won uh Oh god damn it, why does this always happen to me? <laughs> subreddit! I you know. know what to do. <laughs> no, no. What I want from the subreddit is uh for people to write the small things or big things. Like I really it's really tough here to like give a quantitative winner, and I kind of regret that there is, and I don't want to pull the move where you're both the winner here and I don't want to just coin flip again so I got to pick some arbitrary thing but I do want from the subreddit for people to post things that they have been very very grateful for things that have touched their lives in a way that the person who uh, offered whatever it was uh, could never have known you know kind of like that it's extraordinary how uh, these things bubble up and yes it is like you know big things can come from something that seems innocuous in the beginning uh, like us playing Minecraft and drinking but you know, there's so much to be grateful for. And there's so many opportunities for people out there to see their friends and family or just like people around them and give them a small gesture that would mean the world to them. So spread a little joy and try to take some time to remember what you're thankful for. Because you may not have experienced someone being that generous to you, but you could always be generous to someone else. Uh, so, Bob, you are the big winner according to the Thankotron 3000. It almost overloaded there, but I put out the fires and it has declared you the winner. Would you like a winner speech? Hell yeah. All right. Go for it. Uh, I'm going to start my winner speech by issuing correction. I believe in my first story, I said that Mandy and I have been together for a decade. It's actually 12 years, and she may or may not listen all the way to the winner's speech, <laughs> so she might not hear Welcome that anyway. Welcome to the doghouse, Bob. <laughs> I, 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 do I do know that it's 12 years. I just forgot how many years it is between 2010 and 2022. That's the thing. I, it's, I, that's, so anyway, uh, it's been a long time, and I still struggle to remember how to be a good husband sometimes. But uh, this was a fun episode. I hope it was entertaining and and enjoyable to listen to. And I also, I guess I hope that anyone listening reflects on this. And I hope that you can find those moments in your life. They don't have to, they don't have to be anything. They could be one word someone uttered near you one time. Thanks! Like that, except it would have the right effect. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, like Mark said, it's a it's an arbitrary time of year for this to be a theme, but it is a good theme. There's absolutely no reason not to spread small acts of kindness year round. It sounds really stupid, but even if you like the shoes that the cashier at the store is wearing or whatever, I can't tell you how few of these comments I've gotten, but the couple times where someone has been like, hey, cool shirt, it has a very similar impact where for no reason from a person I know nothing about and whose opinion has no impact on me, really, them giving me a random compliment is such a boost and such a little thing, and it's nothing for them. And there's nothing for you as a person to give away. You can compliment anyone you want. All it costs is the air you breathe and the moment you pause to, to give it. So find any way you can to do that because it certainly could impact people more than you would ever know. Well said. Well said. Good winner speech. Maybe the best winner speech we've had so far. But Wade, now's your opportunity to give the best loser speech. All right. Thanks. I will. Was that uh, it? This might have gotten oh. me more points, but uh, I do got to say some small things. You know, we keep saying like let's do small gestures, but honestly, just being kind to somebody on the phone. I've had to deal with health insurance recently. This is the month to do it. And uh, the person I dealt with with health insurance was so kind and just so compassionate, and just like nice, helpful, friendly. And that made it a million times better than it's ever been before. Just doing that. Someone holding the door for me whenever I'm like walking into a place, like just that gesture that people still sometimes do. That makes me happy. I try to do the same 
game. I try to thank people, be kind, give them a smile, like, you know, just show some kind of gratitude or kindness. And people do it in turn, and it just, it makes everything so much better. There's so much anger, like I said earlier, in the world, and just having that moment of, like, a smile here or there, a bit of gratitude, a bit of kindness, it does mean a lot. And if you all pass that forward a little bit, maybe other people will pass it forward a little bit, and we can make the world a little bit better of a place without really having to put much effort into it. Thank you guys again for listening. I uh, appreciate all of you guys. Thank you to Mark and Bob for allowing me to be part of this podcast and their careers and lives. Uh, Molly, it's so hard. Bob's words from Andy were so good, and I always, I've always had a, such a hard time formulating words to explain how grateful I am to Molly. And every time I look her in the eye, I hope she can feel, like, in my inside my own head, I'm saying to myself, like, I hope you understand how thankful I am to have you in my life. But I, as good as I am with words normally, I, I cannot come up with the right ones. That being said, uh, buy our merch and stuff, I guess. I don't know. Fucking loser speech out. All right. And with that, he clinched the second best loser speech. Congratulations. You didn't quite make it. Damn it! Um, but yeah, thank you everybody so much for listening. We'll wrap this up here. Uh, you can find Bob, MySkrim on Twitch again, uh, Wade, Minion777 on Twitch, and Lord Minion 777 on YouTube. Uh, you know who I am. You don't need to know anymore. Bob will be hosting and judging in the next episode, and hopefully we are all worthy of of his benevolence, but I have a funny feeling we'll be worthy of his ire. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be winning next time, boys. I feel it. All right, he feels it. We'll see. Bob, should he feel it? Uh, yeah, feel it. Feel everything you want. Feel it. Feel it. Oh, yeah. All right. As our forefathers said, freedom to feel. Thank you. Thanks. Podcast out. From Mark, Bob, and Wade, and from all of our support staff at Distractable, thank you, gentle listener. For joining the Gen Seachin every week by merely listening and laughing, you put food on our Thanksgiving table. Happy Thanksgiving!